And in a tried tradition here at 710 ESPN, Chris Morales always sucking up to the new guy. Welcome aboard to Sedano, LZ, and Cap. Uh, Cap, has Chris Morales also shined your shoes today? <laughs> oh, my. Wow. How's that wow. anything? Damn. You guys going after Morales, huh? No, I mean, no, no. No, no, no. No, yeah, I am. We're make, I mean, I'm I, not going after him. I'm making an observation. Yeah. Well. Making an observation. All I know is this, is that day one presented two against one. Let's let's beat up on Kaplan. Actually, that's been the show. Usually yeah. the one is Greg. You're just right. Greg's part. Right. It's right. just so you that's, replaced that's... one white guy for the other white guy <laughs> right. that we right. Right. beat up. Right. Yes. So don't right. let we... Chris's intro mislead you. Yeah. yeah. Except we, we he likes in... you way more than he liked Greg. Yeah, yeah that's true. One white Jewish guy for another white Jewish guy. Let's Perhaps. just trade him in. I wasn't you know? going on religious beliefs, but I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, let's just let's define the terms. I wasn't going on race either. Yeah. I was no, I said going white your, guy. I, I was going on your wrong opinion. Right. Mm. There yeah. you go. Exactly. I still feel yeah. I still feel very strongly that uh, that I'm right. You guys are both wrong, and I do feel that the reason I'm right is because you guys picked the Chiefs and I picked Tampa Bay, and you guys just are uh, having a hard time with that. I mean, yeah, listen, I, I, we're I don't... complete outliers picking the Chiefs too. That was such a wild and crazy. Uh, <laughs> assumption for us to think that they're, they're only champions. the favorites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good lord, what the hell were we thinking, Granderson? Wow. Just standing out there on the limb. Yeah, that's I why mean, you always pick the underdog. You always pick the underdog in the Super Bowl for this reason. If the underdog wins, you look smart. If the underdog loses, you go, yeah, that's why they were the underdog. That's that's the deal. Yeah, you know? I mean, you've already. So let me ask you this: Do you mm -hmm. have an issue with how this? Ha like, do you already have a problem day one going into day two? Well, you know, you tell me, George Sedano. I mean, I could start airing dirty laundry right now. I could I wait mean, until the show free. goes Why on. Why not? Yeah. Let's go. Let me, let's, let me let's... warm up a little bit. Let yeah. me get loose here this uh, afternoon. Okay, we can get to your gripes, uh, you know, a little later in the show. By the way, you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. Uh, so l let's start the show on a different note then. Let's start the show on a note that does include Tom Brady's name, and we know how much you love him and adore him, Scott Kaplan. Yes, I but do. But let's greatest. talk about one LeBron Raymond James, who actually invoked Tom Brady's name yesterday when he was asked about his own longevity. Laura, let me hear what LeBron said in the postgame. Okay, so we'll have that audio in a second. Just let me know when it's available. But... Basically, I love how we all I love how we all allowed for the dead air like very easily after like a second or two. We could have been like, OK, clearly she doesn't have it quite yet, but she's going to have it. But instead, no, we all sat here. We also have really crappy equipment at this radio station. So I don't I don't always blame operator error on anything that happens at this place because we've had the same computers that they probably have had since the moment the place was built. Uh, nonetheless, not, not, not to mention that I haven't complained over the years that, hey, in Bristol, they got touchscreens. Uh, you know, in other facilities at ESPN, they got touchscreen computers. We're still running on MS-DOS, it feels like, some days. Uh, <laughs> I'm in but, New York right now, and the microphone won't stay up. <laughs> well, that Get sounds like Viagra. you could use a little blue pill or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, you know maybe. Or, or you know what? It, you know, there, you don't need the blue pill. That only lasts four hours, so I hear. They got a 36-hour one, too. You quickly so. got that so I hear thing in there. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, so let's hear about, speaking of uh, 36, LeBron James is 36 and was asked about his longevity. Let me hear it, Laura. You know, him go out and, and do the things that he's done, you know, in his career. Uh, for him to win another one yesterday um, in the fashion that he won, um, it was pretty cool. It was very inspiring for a guy like myself. Uh, two different sports, two different positions. I don't know how long I'm going to play the game. 
Um, you know, I don't know how much uh, more I'll be able to give to the game, but you know, the way I feel right now, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I have no, I have no timetable on it. You know, I have no, um, you know, no year of okay. Do I want to play to thirty this or forty that? You know, the game will let me know uh, when it's time, and uh, you know, and we, we figure it out then. So let me ask, let me ask you this, LZ. I'll mm-hmm. start with you. Mm-hmm. How do you see LeBron's career arc continuing at age thirty-six? Where I believe. And I proclaimed weeks ago that LeBron Raymond James is the MVP. I don't want to hear about Jokic. I don't want to hear about Embiid. I don't want to hear about any of this other nonsense, okay? LeBron is the MVP and probably should have been the last eight years, to be honest with you. But when you look at his career arc, okay, Mm -hmm. at 36, he's kind of in uncharted water. So what do you see from his career arc here as he continues? I think it really depends on his goals. And it's not me ducking the question, but it's about – you know, what does this all-time great want to do with his time? And I'll turn to my favorite sport of tennis. Because in tennis, there is the great Venus Williams, who is still out there playing at 40 years old. She'll be 41. She just won her match at the Australian Open a couple nights ago. She has long fallen out of the top 10, long stopped being a favorite, even at her best tournaments. But she's still playing. And she still wins, you know, matches here and there. But she enjoys it. So when you talk about what LeBron James's arc is going to be, it's about what's important to him. Not what's important to us, not who we think should retire and why, or blah, 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 blah. No. How do you want to go out, LeBron? Venus has decided she wants to go out playing this game as long as she can, regardless of results. That's her goals. She's an all-time great. She gets to decide that. She's arguably the greatest. I think you can make the case she is the greatest athlete of our time, but go ahead. Eh, wait, wait, wait. We're talking right we're talking about <laughs> Venus versus Serena. Which which talk, I said Venus. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I thought you meant Serena. No, no, no. Yeah. Serena. No, no, no. Venus. Venus oh. is the forty gonna be forty one. Serena right. is still ending up in finals, so you understand why she's still playing. Plus right. she's still within the touch of winning the all time record. Venus is not. But she's just out there because she enjoys playing. So if LeBron is in a situation where, you know, he's no longer the best and he's no longer an all star but he can still contribute to a team, and he enjoys being out there, I could see him playing until he's 43-44. But if he wants to go out on top, then maybe he doesn't make it a 40. I just want you guys to go back and listen to LeBron because he speaks of Tom Brady with the same sort of admiration (laughs) that I speak about Tom Brady. And by the way, I want to say this to LeBron. My man. You may find Tom Brady to be an inspiration to you, even though it's a different sport than the one you play, but I want to tell you something right now. I find Tom Brady to be an inspiration in my own industry. Why? Do you wear kale pajamas too? I don't know anything about kale pajamas, but I'm rocking some Ugg boots, okay? That I can tell you right now. Mm. Kale pajamas I don't know anything about. But listen, you hear LeBron talk about his admiration for Brady, and I think that LeBron is the kind of guy that wants to be the best, not just best basketball player. And I think that he looks at Tom Brady like, okay, he just won a Super Bowl at 43. Based on the way I do my business, I think I could still win NBA titles maybe six, seven, eight years from now. Maybe I'll just play till I'm 45 if I want to. I think he could do it. In fact, I expect him to try and do it.
So it's funny you say that. I was on the jump today with Kendrick Perkins, and he had a similar take to yours, that he believes he can play till he's 45. I think 45 is kind of crazy, but I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility because of this. Yeah, go ahead. Because of this. And, you know, look, LZ, you and I have been around LeBron James a lot over the years, okay? Mm -hmm. So I can attest to the amount of effort and finances that are put into his body, okay? I also know the amount of diligence he puts in his diet. All these things that a lot of these guys do, but the money part and the body part, like the type of money he spends on trainers, on regimens, on things. I've never seen any other athlete put that kind of effort into his body. And it's why at 36, he still looks 26. Now, here's the other thing. And I think Dwayne Wade alluded to this a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago. You know, Dwayne allegedly played with LeBron in his athletic peak. And what Dwayne said was, it's not so much about that he's lost all that much athletically, but what he's gained in experience and knowledge is incredible. And he may be playing his best basketball right now at 36, which is wild. Basically, LeBron James is Neo in the Matrix. He's stopping bullets before they come because he knows what's coming and he can tell you what your own offense is going to run. Like he is, and I'm not even joking about that. He has literally told players on the floor, hey, man, I know you're new on this team, but you're running this play, and you should be standing here to set the screen and then all of a sudden come off that screen and flare out to the three-point line. Like, he has actually done that. I have seen him in yeah, games that, that part do is things unique. like that. There's a lot of guys after a certain age Correct. that can do that. What makes him unique is that he can just still do something about it. Correct. Right. <laughs> but that's why he's the that's, unicorn. That's unique. Yeah. Well, he, like, he, he I is can the sit unicorn. there and tell you what's going to happen, and I can't do a damn thing to stop it, but I know it's coming. <laughs> but but I'll say this. Is he Kareem? You know, Kareem was still a really good player late in his 30s. Like, well, well, but, George, your your thought is, is that it's because of the amount of money he spends on his body. Listen, there's a lot of guys who make an absolute fortune who then reinvest into their business, which is their body. Um, LeBron is not alone in this, and Brady is not alone in it, and Russell Wilson's a part of it, and all these guys spend a fortune on their body. In LeBron's case, the reason I think he could still, if he wanted to, assuming, by the way, that he is as healthy as he is today, the, the reason I think he could play well into his 40s is because I think that we all grew up thinking that 27, 28, 30 is old. Ooh, a running back turns 30. He goes downhill after that. There are just certain guys who are physical freaks who can still do it. Now, I don't think Tom Brady's a physical freak, and I think Tom Brady invested all of his time, energy, and money into his body. But I think LeBron, is a he's been a physical freak since he's about 16 years old. And now he's 36 years old. And I'm just telling you, I really think that he could be well into his 40s. We all have grown up thinking 30s old in sports. And I'm telling you that 40 now could be your physical prime. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, if I'd go that far. Physical I'm prime telling you. seems absurd. Well, I mean, science says it's not. But right. what I will say Wait. is that <laughs> if you can maintain a high level at 40 and if you are you know, an intelligent athlete, who understands your game on a multitude of levels and you can marry those two things together, then yeah, you can still be a top 20 player. My question was at the beginning of this was, what's his motivation? Is being a top 20 player what he wants to be? Because some guys 
don't want to be seen other than the best or at least all, other sure. than the all-star. Sure, and, and I think to, to answer that part of your question, LZ, I would say that much like Kareem, which is what I was alluding to earlier, I think he's willing to fade back a little bit. Now, the question is how much back, right? Like how far back does he want to fade? Top 10, top 20, top 25, top 30? You know, Kareem at 38 scored 23 points a game on 17 shots a game. Like that was the last year, 85-86, where he was still Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, okay? Forced to be reckoned with, number one option, I believe, on offense, right, with a giving player like Magic. And then the next three seasons at 39, 40, and 41 started to show his age and stepped back. I think LeBron is – I think he brought Anthony Davis here – to kind of have a similar trajectory. Now, he may not have the steep fall that Kareem did just because he is a physical freak, as Scott mentioned. Well, I, I think in the case of Kareem, I don't like using him as a comparison because and this isn't shade. Well, maybe some might see, see it shade. Do it. Know. Throw it. Throw some shade. It's not really shade. It's just throw the it. truth. Okay. You can't move the way that Kareem did in the 80s and play today. <laughs> like, you just can't. You don't, because what's required of you physically, and this is kind of what Kevin Garnett was talking about earlier in his interview with the New York Times, is that given the way that a game is so perimeter-oriented, where there isn't a safe place for you, you can be 38 and just lean on somebody in the paint defensively. But today, if you can't move, then you're just getting eaten up in the pick and roll and guys getting threes all day on you. Okay, so I think that, too, is part of the calculus when you talk about LeBron playing at 40. Can he be on the court? To your point, Kevin Garnett said to the New York Times that he doesn't think guys that played before his era began could play in today's game because they couldn't defend a, a Dirk Nowitzki. Um, you look at Jokic, and he says he's, you know, he's bringing you know, the Dirk game plus mixing his own ability to kind of, you know, bust dudes up in the paint. He looks at guards like Clay and Steph and Dame and having to chase those guys around without being able to hand check like they were back then or lean on guys. We'll open it up to the phones. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Do you think, guys, pre-1996, when Kobe and Garnett started, right? Like, pre-that era, do you think, that includes Shaq, who played in that era at a high level, right, for a few years. Do you think those guys could play in today's game and dominate the way that they did? The Patrick Ewings, the Magics, the Kareems, the Shaqs, right? Those guys, could Larry Bird, could they dominate in today's game as well? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, LZ's not happy with the Lakers, even though they're putting up the Ws. We'll let him tell you why coming up in just a moment. We're back in three minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here. Don't forget, 4.30, about 14 minutes from now, we're going to give you a chance to win 180 bucks. Congrats again to Maria Fisher from Sherman Oaks yesterday. She won $720. Nice. So at 4.30, we're going to announce another name, and that person will have 20 minutes to call us back. And if they win, 
or if they call in within the 20 minutes, they win the 180 bucks and then qualify for the grand prize of up to $1,800. So if they don't call, though, mm. <laughs> that's when we get the rollover effect like a lottery. And yeah. then it goes from 180 to 360. And yeah. if someone else doesn't call in then, it's four, 540 and then 720 like, like Maria. So y'all out there need to register. This is how this works. Text the word MISSION, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, to this number, 40705. Text nice. the word MISSION to 40705. Very nice and slow. Nice slow read, George Sedano. Let people really take in the number as they try and figure out how to initiate a text. Very good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Laura, let me know when we, when we have some calls to take here because um, I want to get into – the conversation we were just having about Kevin Garnett. But before we get to those calls, LZ, the Lakers had another close win yesterday. I believe it's four out of the last seven, Greg. Is that correct? Where they've had uh, last-second shot situations? Right, going into end of regulation. End of regulation. It is now back-to-back overtime games. LZ, you are not thrilled with their level of comp- or their level of play versus a specific brand of competition. What's the issue? The issue is that they're not putting these lesser teams away. I don't mind necessarily losing to Philly on a last-second jumper by Tobias Harris over an undersized, you know, Caruso, even though Caruso played good defense. I don't mind us getting down to the wire against Boston because that's another team that could potentially come out of the East, which means they're a really good team. But double overtime against Detroit, what we were doing against the Thunder, you know, the Hawks, you know, there was a stretch in January where we were joking that, um, you know, resting LeBron was more about putting teams away so that in the fourth quarter he could sit. And what's been happening in February is the exact opposite. We're leaning more on him. We're seeing a little bit more 40 minutes next to his name that makes me uncomfortable. And I think more importantly, for some players, not all, but for some, it may begin to foster poor habits that, you know, depending upon the level of experience of the player, may take a little bit of effort to get out of. Wait, are we at February 9th and saying LeBron needs more help already? No, I didn't say he needed more help. I said the team needed to stay more focused. There have been moments in which they've built double-digit leads in the second half, and then next thing you know, they find themselves in a dogfight in the fourth quarter when if they don't take their foot off the gas pedal, LeBron could be doing what he was doing in January, which is chilling. Yeah, listen, I'm with you on the the issue of building habits, and they are building poor ones at the moment. But I'm also not going to freak out, Cap, about like a couple of overtime games against some crappy teams. When those crappy teams see the Lakers on their schedule, that's their game seven this year. Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, there's been games where the Lakers have been down 10, 11 points at half and have come storming back and played shutdown defense. Um, the notion of LeBron playing too much and, and too many minutes and what that means. Listen, George, I can recall when you were out during uh, holidays and LZ and I were having this conversation, and here's what happened. LZ and Bergman teamed up on me that day when I said <laughs> when I said LeBron will be the MVP this year and everybody laughed at me and they said he won't play enough minutes because of something called load management which I'd not heard of that ever happening. Come, okay, <laughs> come on. Come Do on. not recall. I I I don't even remember the last time I was on the side of LeBron won't win MVP this early in the season. 
All right, maybe I made all of that up, and let's just assume for a moment that I did. But if I did, go with it for a second here. Um, I think LeBron can be expected to show up every night and, and be expected to give you a winning effort, which he has. And I think that when you listen to what he had to say last night after the game, he's like, look, I don't even know what the deal is, right? I didn't know we were on some kind of a winning streak. Every couple of days I show up, they tell me to play, I play. I give you what I got. And, and I think what's very encouraging is that they are winning these close games, even if they have to go into double overtime and guys are getting extra playing time. I don't really think there's much to worry about here. Yeah, I just think it's early. Like, I get your point, LZ, and listen – I, I, you know, I was also skeptical uh, during the offseason when you said, ah, they need another big man. I said, well, they just got to play differently. And you were right on that. Like, you were right. So, uh, you know, I'm not I, – I, I know that the uh, the joke is Sedano don't take no L's, but I ha- I can take an L. Like, and I took an L on that one. Um, so, we'll we'll just see is kind of my point. Did I, I make do- all that up, LZ? Did I make that up? Did you, did Dude, you not ridicule I'm, me? I'm literally trying to figure out, like, when will be the last time – in January or February, I would think LeBron James wasn't the MVP. This was December, just so you know. That's that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there are a lot of people on the phones that want to talk about this KG story. KG says basically players that played before him, and you know him and Kobe came in together in 1996, that they can't play in this era because you can't hand check, you can't lean on guys, kind of what LZ was talking about when talking about Kareem. So people want to f- are fired up to talk about this. Could those guys pre-96 play in today's era? Let's go to Rick in Playa del Rey. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? Love your show. Uh, I really hate when athletes put this argument in, like Jerry yeah. Rice was saying about Tom Brady, we're yeah. more physical, or baseball players, the pitchers didn't have as many curve of, you know, balls back then. These are professional athletes, and everyone will adapt to what the situation they have. I forgot the player who used to put his hand in front of Kobe's face all the time. when he Shane Battier. Battier. Well, Kobe would start staying after practice and having the defender put his hand in his face to shoot around him. Athletes are incredible. They will adapt, and any athlete can play in any hey, era. Because bruh, you would, let me ask you, would, you something real quick. You ever see that that video footage of uh, Bob Cousy dribbling with his head down with his right hand <laughs> goes over and over again? Some dudes ain't gonna adjust, man. <laughs> some dudes ain't. Some dudes ain't about that life. Yeah, but let me so ask I can you something. Appreciate what you're saying, but I mean, there is some validity that evolution does skip over generations of humanity. <laughs> well, let me, but let me tell you then, if those guys don't adjust, they wouldn't be playing then. And only the, cr- the cream rises to the top. Sure. Well, look, do, KG I, said. Yeah, do I think that, and thank you, Rick, for the call. Do I think Larry Bird and Magic could play or Jordan could play in this era? Yes, because to Rick's point, I do think they could adapt. And honestly, in this era, if you can shoot, you know, we clearly know that you can play. So even if you don't think Larry's athletic enough, he at least, at the very least, was you know the, one of the most unbelievable shooters we've ever seen. Well, but let so, me ask you this, George: you, you think you think a guy like Alonzo Mourning would not be able to play in the NBA today? No, I just I think Alonzo Mourning. You, would have you a think place a guy like Carl Malone could play in the NBA today? Yeah, because those guys developed. You know, granted for their era, they right. developed little 15-foot jumpers, right? Which in today's NBA, those 15-foot jumpers would be 22-foot jumpers. Yeah, but don't you think that when you look back at that, by the way, I'm with the caller, just so you know. I really hate when athletes do this. You know, I really hate when, by the way, Kevin Garnett, like for me, what was the name of the movie he was in with Adam Sandler? You guys oh, know? Uh, gems, Uncut Gems. Okay, you guys see it? 
I have not seen it because I heard it's too insane and you'll just be anxiety ridden after watching the movie. LZ, you seen this movie? I have not. N- me neither. So, like, that's the last thing I've heard of Kevin Garnett. Adam Sandler is somewhere driving around right now going, I know, I know, you guys didn't see the movie. And, and so I didn't see it. That was my Adam Sandler. I was uh, going to say, that was definitely more Billy Madison, I feel, than actual Adam Sandler, but go ahead. Kevin Garnett said they couldn't play. But athletes who are being honest are really showing you something, too. And I think... Just as sometimes as journalists, as media personalities, we um, overstep in certain areas and need to step back and let the professionals have that air, I think this might be one of those moments. And the reason why I bring that up is because I have spent a significant amount of time around Hall of Famers in a multitude of sports. And they would tell me casually all the time, I can't do this. Right. They're watching. Yeah, for sure. Like it, all it the happens. Time. John but, McEnroe looked at me and was just like going, we were watching Djokovic. And he was like, yeah, that, I, I no. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I mean, when an athlete of that caliber who has battled as long as the KG has is telling you that some of them dudes he played with or some of those dudes right before him may not be able to hang around, I'm going to listen, not just because of the science, which backs it up, but also, they have some experience and gravitas in that area that I need to just sit back and just chill and just let them have that space. Jason yeah. and Downey. Jason, real quick, what do you got? 30 seconds. You know, preparation is totally different now. I agree with uh, KG 100%, man. You know, I remember watching the 30 for 30 on the Celtics, and Larry, Larry Bird just ran around the whole entire stadium as his workout. You got these dudes lifting weights, doing cost training. There's no way these guys will last now. Have a great day, boys. Thanks. Uh, look, I, I think totally disagree. I, I think well, I think I'm in the middle. I think some guys could adapt to it, but I don't think every guy could play in this area. I have a like, hard time I, with Bird, man. I ain't gonna lie. Oh no, I think he can I, shoot I the hell. About, I think he could shoot it from the from the logo just George, like Curry. I keep thinking about that video of him guarding Jordan and Jordan going between his legs and Elsie, just got him on a string. Duncan Robinson <laughs> plays in this league. Come on, man. Like, like what are we talking like, about here? I was like, oh man. Duncan I mean, Robinson was a weapon for the Miami Heat Duncan, last year. Like he was yeah, but what I'm saying is a three-time MVP versus Duncan Robinson is what you're doing. Oh to no, me no, right no. but I'm not making him Duncan <laughs> Robinson. Like I'm making him way better. Like than the, Duncan the caller Robinson. says that the that you know Larry Bird would run around the arena and that training has has changed so much. Well, of course it's changed so much. But so what? You don't think that if Michael Jordan was playing today, I mentioned Alonzo Mourning, Carl uh, Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, you, you don't think if those guys were playing today, they wouldn't be up to speed on what all these other guys are doing right now? What, you think Larry Bird in 2021 is going to run around the arena? No, he's going to do whatever the best of the best do with technology for their bodies to prepare themselves to play. I mean... All right. Yeah, uh, eight, uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll open it up to the audience. 877-710-ESPN, because i got to get to this contest. Actually, you know what? Shut it down for a second, Laura. Shut the lines down, because we need to reopen them for... Shut them down. For the, call, for the person who can win this contest. We're going to announce the name in three minutes. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Chris. Today's name is Rocky Singh. Rocky Singh from Fullerton, okay? Rocky Singh from Fullerton. Your mission is to call us back within 20 minutes at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you know Rocky Singh from Fullerton, let him know to call us, and he can win $180 in cash and qualify to win up to $1,800. He's got till 452, okay? 452 on the clock. That's how this will work. And then uh, if he doesn't call in by 452, we go in a 360 manana. That's how it works. Okay, right, Rock, go. That's math. This was brought to you by Sweet James Acting Attorneys. If you're ever injured in an accident, call Sweet James Acting Attorneys, available 24-7. Visit sweetjames.com. Sedano LZ Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Hope you're having a great Tuesday afternoon here in the Southland. We appreciate you guys listening each and every day. Uh, Coming up in about seven or eight minutes, it is one of my favorite days of the year, and I will explain that in just a few minutes, so stick around for that. Uh, But Scott Kaplan, it is day two. We Mm -hmm. are excited to have you aboard, except you're already annoyed by us and already have issues and already have problems and already want to be a rabble rouser like you are. What 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 is the issue? What uh, you, we kind of touched on it to start the show. Chris Morales is all leaning into you, he's shining your shoes. What's the issue? What look, is the big issue? My, my issue is this: you guys, it, it is. It occurred to me yesterday that you guys are not going to buy what I'm selling, and that bothers me as a sales guy. Here, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> as a, as a person who thinks of himself as being somewhat persuasive. Um, I'm going to have to up my game a little bit here because you guys will not buy what I'm selling. And what bothers me about it is this, is that you two, the, both of you guys ganged up on me yesterday. You pounded me into the ground, okay? George, I want to team up with you and beat up on LZ. LZ, I want to team up with you and beat up on Sedano. You guys beat up on me yesterday on day one of the show. And here's what really bothers me about the whole thing. You guys don't understand about Tom Brady what I seem to understand. And by the way, my point was further today. When I read, and LZ, you'll love this, when I read the L.A. Times today, and I see Bruce Arians on the front page of the sports section, and he says, and this is the quote that's highlighted, Arians, I told Tom, talking about Brady, if you come here, we'll win the Super Bowl. You're, you, Tom Brady, you are the missing ingredient. We're a very talented team, but they just don't know it. You see, that's what I tried to explain yesterday. They may have some dogs on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but those dogs didn't know how to win. And as soon as Brady walked through the door, everybody said, that's the go-to guy. And when I said to you guys yesterday, nobody else could do this. You jumped me, Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Russell Wilson, and so many other guys could have easily walked in and done exactly what Brady did. George, George. Yeah. What do you think Bruce would have said if Aaron Rodgers was a free agent and was come to Tampa? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he would have texted him, Oh, Aaron, you're the missing ingredient. We are I mean, so I good. Don't even, I don't even understand Cap's logic in that. I'm I'm going to take the sales pitch and use it as my crux, as the basis for my argument. <laughs> are you serious, Cap? Let me tell you something. Tom Brady is pitch? that's right. Tom Brady <laughs> is the reason that the Buccaneers won the oh, Super baby. Bowl. You know, ain't nobody but you, girl. You the one. Oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't live without you, baby girl. You, 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 Hold on, Laura. Die. Laura, what did you say? 
I said that's every guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Cap. I'm just like, come on, dog. You had all day to come up with a defense, and that's what you have? I'm telling you guys right now. You are now, no Todd Bowles, that's you for are, sure. You, here, let me say this. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, this is a great opportunity for me to sneak this in. Here it goes. So one of my favorite, favorite, favorite characters in sports died yesterday, Marty Schottenheimer. And yeah. just the same way you guys spoke about Pedro Gomez yesterday is I loved Marty Schottenheimer. He was a super influential part of my career in broadcasting football games, and I absolutely loved this guy. And the best part of Marty Schottenheimer was he was one of the most inspirational speakers. He'd just say things like, I'm telling you, man, two little letters, U.S. us. W-E-We, those two little letters, they're powerful. And, and he was a great motivator. People believed in him. And he didn't have a good playoff record, but he was a great regular season coach. There are certain guys, Tom Brady is one of them, that when he shows up, everybody understands that's the leader. Follow him. We will win. That's what happened. I mean, listen. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, listen, hold on, no, no. Let, let me put it this way. Let me just do it this way, okay? Because, you know, we, we have a, a short segment here. We want to make sure we, we, uh, we, we get uh, the opportunity to get a winner here. Uh, and by the way, if you're Rocky Singh, please call us. Come on, Rocky Rock. Singh from Fullerton. We got $180 on the line for you, ready to hand it to you in cold, hard cash. Come on, Rocky. Okay? If you call us at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you have 15 more minutes on the clock to call us Rocky Singh from Fullerton. And if you know Rocky Singh from Fullerton, hit, hit him up so he can hit us up. Um, Cap, I'm not debating that Tom Brady doesn't have the characteristics that you describe. nor do I, I mean, LZ can speak for himself, nor do I think LZ is debating that part of it. What we're debating is you saying that only he, he and only he have those characteristics to have uh, vaulted the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a very talented team around uh, the, the roster, to those heights that he is the only person, like some sort of messiah, right? Like, like he walks on water, uh, unlike any of these other quarterbacks that we mentioned. That is the objection, at least on my part. The only thing I got from the quote was Bruce Arians validated what we tried to tell you yesterday, which is they have some dogs in that team already. <laughs> That's the only thing the quote validates. He did. Yeah, he you, know did what those, here's, you know what those dogs weren't, though? They were not trained to win. And by the way, that goes for Bruce Arians, too. When Tom Brady showed so up— So let me let me ask you this. So you're yeah, telling yeah. me that they weren't best in show at the Westminster Kennel Club is what you're trying to tell me? I'm telling you that that's a very solid dog analogy right there, George Sedano. That, that listen, you say Aaron Rodgers could show up and do the same thing. I love the Westminster uh, Kennel Club Academy. There. You like that, huh? I love the Bichon. yes. You know, you, you say Aaron Rodgers could show up and do the exact same thing, but here's what I would argue. Aaron Rodgers is one in three in NFC Championship games. He's got one right. Super Bowl championship. Okay. When, when Aaron Rodgers walks in, everybody goes, gosh, Aaron Rodgers is awesome. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be a big, big, big upgrade. We could win with him. But right. when Tom Brady shows up and he's got six rings before this Sunday, and, and everybody goes, okay, whatever he says, just do it. Just do whatever he says because he knows the formula. And that's what he has that nobody else has. That's well, my point. Listen, Aaron Rodgers also plays on a team uh, that isn't a free agent destination because it's not in Florida, which is a tax haven and has 80-degree weather every day. He plays in arguably the worst or most or second most miserable place to play in in regards to atmosphere as far as weather and attracting free agents right the buffalo bills are probably the next group of 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 teams 
uh, in that next category of teams where guys don't necessarily want to go play there unless they, they have no other choices. So there's that. He doesn't even have an owner to complain to, right? It's not like he can go to Jerry Jones or the Glazer family and be like, hey, man, we need this. We need that. So Aaron Rodgers has actually been put in one of the toughest spots in the history of sports. There's a reason Brett Favre only won once there. It wasn't because of talent or his own talent. So, but again, he has those same characteristics. One in three, a quarterback record is not just a quarterback record. It is a record and an indictment on the surrounding parts of that team. Dan Marino might be the greatest passing quarterback I've ever seen. He never won a Super Bowl, okay? But he also never had a running game and a defense. Dan Fouts was is a Hall of Famer, right? Phillip Rivers is probably a Hall of Famer, but he played on crappy teams sometimes, and that's out of your control. Tom Brady has lived a charmed life. I, Phil Jackson is arguably the greatest coach ever, right, in any sport. But you know what? He coached Jordan and Pippen and then Shaq and Kobe. That's some pretty good luck. You know what I mean? Like, you got to factor that in too. All I'm saying to you is, is that Tom Brady, when he played for the Patriots, everybody thought it was a Belichick-Brady thing. And everybody thought it was Belichick who had the secret formula. What happened is Brady left, convinced a bunch of guys that, hey, guess what? If you follow what I tell you, because none of you guys know how to win. For the love. You made him a TV evangelist. Like, this is silly. This is so, like, void of context. I can't even believe you're you're still trying to die on this hill. I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. Everybody listening agrees with me. All right. Well, you know what? I hope they do. Tweet us right now. At Sedano, at LZ Granderson, at Scott Kaplan. Tweet us right now. Tweet at ESPN Los Angeles because we got to hold the lines. We got to hold the lines. Everything that's said about the Green Bay Packers every offseason is why don't they give Aaron some help? And Scott's trying to ignore that part of the conversation and his analysis. It's like hilarious to me. Right. right. What we can't ignore. What we can't ignore. He doesn't have any help. Let's be real. One good receiver. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Rocky Singh, if you're listening in Fullerton. You need to call to win the 180 bucks. Everyone else is rooting against you, kind of like we're rooting against Cap right now. Right, in this which is exactly argument. where we started. With You said, what's your problem, Kaplan? And my problem is, look at what's going on here already. 877-710-ESPN. If you're Rocky Singh from Fullerton trying to win 180 bucks, okay? Hit us up. You have less than 10 minutes now to hit us up. All right, coming up next, it is my favorite day of the year. I'll tell you why in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Sedano, LZ, and Cap. And it looks like we've got our guy. Looks like we've got our guy. So here's the deal. You still have time to enter for the next, basically, two weeks that we'll be giving away cash. If you want to enter and register, do it right now. Text the word MISSION to 40705. Text the word mission to 40705, and you can be like this man, Rocky Singh from Fullerton. Rocky Singh, congratulations, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. What's yeah, up, man. Bro? 
That's awesome. What you gonna do with the cash, man? Uh, I don't think I'm probably uh, get some stuff to cook up some food for my girl. All right, I like that. Oh, food for good. the girl. <laughs> it's always smart, you know. Happy wife, happy life. That's like, how it works. That's true. That's true. What that's what it though? is. What are, what are you gonna make for her though? Uh, so I'm actually at Stater Brothers right now. I'm gonna uh, I was buying some ingredients to make some uh, Peruvian food. Oh, I love Peruvian so, food. Yeah. So uh, I think it's uh, called Lomo uh, Sal Lomo Salteado. Salado? Yeah, yep, Lomo Salteado. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. That's good stuff. It's steak, basically. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Mixed in with some... It's like, uh, yeah, like a stir-fry, but with some steak in it. Yeah, it's delicious. It's Why, is that what you want? you want to make for your other girl? <laughs> man, don't call me on the radio like that. Hey, come on, man. Why are you busting up his groove, LZ? I thought we were just, you know, just brothers listening. I thought I didn't think nah, she was listening, that's too. True, that's true. Uh, well, Rocky, congratulations again, man. What's your favorite radio station? ESPN 710 Los Angeles. All right, brother. Get on hold. Laura's going to take care of you. All right. Congrats again. Get that right. man in trouble, LZ. I know. That's LZ. He's okay. going to be in real trouble if you don't cook his other girl something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, if you want to enter, you can win 180 bucks. We've had a bunch of winners. Um, and, again, this thing rolls over, too, if someone doesn't call in tomorrow. But if you want to register, text the word MISSION right now. M-I-S-S-I-O-N to this number, 40705. All right. Today is my favorite day. Now, you know, every day nowadays we have this kind of national day calendar, right? Well, today is my day. And it's weird because it is National Pizza Day and it falls on a Taco Tuesday, okay? So pizza is my jam. I mean, we discussed this. I even (laughs) would try bison on pizza the other day. So I, I love pizza. I have grown up loving pizza. I can. It is one of my vices. So my vices are this. If it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. It's pizza, it's anything chocolate, and anything red wine. I'm drinking, I'm eating those things, Mm -hmm. no matter when it's in front of me, okay? So what do I do today? It is National Pizza Day. Do I eat pizza, LZ, or do I go and keep the tradition alive for La Raza, Taco Tuesday, even though it has been anglicized, but you get the point. (laughs) Why don't you just smash them both together and go full, you know, colonizer? Taco or how about pizza. I create a me- my own Mexican pizza, not Mexican like the pizza. ones. There you go. Yeah. Go to Taco Bell. <laughs> no, don't. don't I don't need to do that. I can do my own. It's oh, okay. Not goodness. that we're messing with Taco Bell. Taco Bell's great, but you know. Is it? I mean, I prefer to have my own, but it is great. Some people love it, mm. um, and that's fine. So National Pizza is Day. <laughs> what do you think, Cap? Should well, I go pizza or Taco Tuesday on National Pizza Day? So I'm a, I'm also like you. I'm a pizza addict, and I'm one of those people where there's never been leftover pizza in my house. I was at a buddy of mine's house recently, and I went into his freezer, and I said, what is all this? And he said, it's pizza. I go, I know. I know what it is. It was a bad question, I guess. But I said, what are you doing with it all? And he said, it's frozen pizza. What's the deal? I go, dude, there is no such thing as frozen pizza in my house. Like, if we get pizza, it's gone. There is no leftover pizza. I love it all, too, by the way. My new thing is buffalo chicken ranch. Anybody do a buffalo chicken ranch pizza? Oh, yes, I have. It's delicious. Although, if you put too much buffalo sauce, the uh, and look, you could do this with marinara, too, right? Or meat sauce or whatever you put on your pizza. Little marinara. Uh, eat, you know, it, it, the heartburn, you know, and mm. at 40, it's a little. it feels a little different. You got to be a little careful. I don't think it's a pizza I can crush like I would 
just you know traditional pizza, but it is something I would uh, I, I have indulged in and I would indulge in. LZ, LZ buffalo chicken. LZ, let me ask you a question. I sometimes I get food guilt. LZ, so you know what I do? Mm-hmm. I I have them double cut the pizza. You know, like where you cut it down the middle. Yep. Now. I still order an entire pizza, and I just have them double cut it. And then what I do is I eat it in half a slice rather than in a full slice so that it seems to last twice as long, even though I'm still eating the same amount. <laughs> it's just a mental trick. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I, um, I, don't, I don't really fool with ranch like that anymore. <laughs> well, this is why you have a six-pack and we don't. There's that. <laughs> you don't fool with ranch anymore? Does that mean like you used to fool with it? I mean, yeah, when I was younger and my metabolism burnt off me thinking about food, it started burning it off. But now mm-hmm. I just adjust it. I, I had a little bit of ranch when I was at Keys on Sunday for the game. But even that was like very, very little. And that was the first time I had ranch maybe in five, six years or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't fool with it like that. Yeah. I like to, I like blue cheese, though, on a wing. But yet they put the ranch on the pizza, you know. I don't know why they do that. Why don't they put blue cheese on the buffalo chicken pizza? I don't know. You know, Maybe I don't know if I own. love blue cheese is not something I can have a lot of. Mm. It's just too much. You know, like it's too strong. You know what I'm saying, LZ? It's just doing too much. Blue cheese. It's aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's overpowering. It's just it, like um, cilantro. Right. You know, right. Cilantro is not for me. But I love cilantro. Now, that's my Latino roots. Laura, mm. cilantro? Si, no? Of course. I yeah. love cilantro. It's part of cilantro. the Cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah, you said it was so anglicized. Cilantro. I caught myself. I caught yeah. myself before somebody runs in the studio and yes. tells. It's me. not cilantro. It's cilantro. Okay, dale. Oh. Um, so anglicized yeah, I, is a great word. I've never heard it until today. I love that. Yeah, word. it is a real word too. You can. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> I didn't hilarious. make that up. Um, but yeah, look. Nonetheless. All right. So here's the deal. Phone lines are now open because we got Rocky Singh to you know get his hundred eighty dollars again. You can register. Every day at 4.30, we're going to announce a new name. Uh, and all you got to do is do this to register for this contest. We're giving away cold, hard cash each and every day beginning at 4.30. Text the word MISSION. That's MISSION, M-I-S-S-I-O-N, to this number, 40705. I'm literally doing it like it like a recording. Right, basically. like a robot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 40705. Uh, so do that and register right now. So... Before we talk National Pizza Day, mm-hmm. feel free to hit us up with your pizza spot right now. Like, I'm going to shout out a place in kind of the San Pedro slash Rancho Palos Verdes area right on Western Avenue. My, my favorite spot in the South Bay is Burratinos. Burratinos is my spot. Give me your spot at 877-710-ESPN on National Pizza Day, 877-710-3776. Also, do you believe, and I'm going to contaminate the jury pool, the nonsense that Kaplan is spewing about that Tom Brady walks on water and only he could have led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the promised land? That's right. Um, Or do you agree with the sensible people like me and LZ? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Moro Sedano, LZ, and Cap, we're back in two minutes.